This episode of Nintendo Power Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Network, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network and see which tier is right for you. Thanks for your continued support. Welcome to Nintendo Pop Like here on Boss Rush Games. I'm your host, and I'm excited. And if you joining me, is the one, the only boss man himself, Mr. Corey Dimery. Hello, good sir. For all of you out there who don't know, I woke Ed up to do this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it's it's it is relatively the normal recording time. So uh, Ed almost slept through a podcast. Everybody, mm-hmm. you would have had to yell at that retro code on Twitter. Yes, that is that is true, everybody. I have caught disease. Um, caught a disease? You caught a disease? No, disease. Oh, disease. I thought you said you caught a disease. I'm oh like, no! <laughs> you should probably get that checked out at some point. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Not really would it be at par like tonight. <laughs> God. Well, thank God you didn't. <sighs> no yawning. <sighs> No yawning. We have two hours of good, clean fun here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, uh, no, everybody. I got up early for work today, uh, the day of, of this recording, and um, it caught up to me. Uh, I had some Burger King. Um, I let that. I let that sit on my so and. Uh, I started watching uh, the Flophouse uh, presents, uh, and the, he was ranking um, anime movies and uh, video game uh, adaptations. I should say. So he was mixing in so TV shows, uh, movies. Uh, and some of the anime, and I got it to where I was kind of watching him rank all the way up to Fiddle Furry. That's the last everybody, I promise. Um, that uh, he did Fiddle Furry, and next thing you know, I was just I, I was listening to it because I seen the time said 706, so I'm looking at the time. Um, I'm watching this and I got my headphones on and my back is laid out. Next thing you know, I hear Corey tweet, uh, texting me and he does the, uh, the 15 ed text <laughs> where it's just like any way that you could spell it until he gets into Edward so he mm-hmm. can wake me up or get my attention. Uh, that's what he would do. Yep. That's what happens. I know. I know what happens. I've been doing now, this long enough. <laughs> now, when I'm with, now, when I'm ready to go and it's tied when it's not when it's tied to roll and you're not there, I still wait and be patient. Me? Me. Oh. Well, you're not there. What am I not just, there? I mean, you have some family things to do and running around and stuff. Oh, you mean like putting my children to bed? 
<laughs> yeah. You be like, let's go. Hold it. I'm, I'm putting my son to bed. I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> and I yeah. say, okay. God, put your kids to bed. You know? Just, just throwing that out there. Can't well, podcast just, with kids running around. I was just like, how the heck is he sending my name 15 times before I can even stop? You know, Ed, that's how I roll, okay? <laughs> You'll get over it. It's fine. Uh, but yes, that is what happened to everybody with me. Now, hey, I'm an older gentleman. No, you're not. I I get tired sometimes. No, he doesn't. Dude, I had to. I've been driving the tollway for the last ten days, and I still got more to do this coming Tuesday. Um, like this Tuesday will be my last last day? Question mark until I figure out what's going on with the rest of my schedule after the twenty ninth. But man, uh, you said last last day. <laughs> yeah, cause my uh, because I I gotta go back to another store on Tuesday, um, and then uh I work at my store Wednesday and Thursday, but I don't have no schedule from Friday to Tuesday, uh until next Wednesday. Hmm. So now I gotta figure out what's going on. Hmm. So. We shall see what my mm. schedule's going on, cause I gotta get my uh I gotta get with my sister Friday, so I can uh get my flight stuff situated, and then be ready for packs. I gotta order my cards to Friday, my business cards. Uh, well, let me tell you, Ed. Let me tell you something exciting. Yes. Since you're since you're napping over there. No, I'm up. <laughs> He's falling asleep, everybody. No, not everybody. See him. He's like <sighs> cartoon snoring. Wow, uh, that is perfection. <laughs> Dave, what cartoon was that from? All of them. No. Uh, Disney used to do a lot of it. I mean, Goofy and Donald used to do that a lot. Okay. Um but this is uh this might be the uh last Nintendo Power Block recorded in this office, Edward. Anyways, Ed, before that technical difficulty, what I was trying to say was this is the last this this might be the last Nintendo Power Block recorded in this office. Hmm. Which is why it's a mess behind me, so don't look behind me, everybody. It's but, quite dark, so you can't really see anything. I know, but there's stuff everywhere. Uh, but this might be the last episode of this podcast recorded in this office. Five five years in this office. Uh, how, long, how long was it the other place when I, when I first visited you? Oh, geez. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Lock there. I think it's what, maybe three? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Four years? I don't know anymore. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what time is. Time is of the essence. (laughs) We both about to say it. (laughs) 
So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, time flew by, Ed. I never got to visit the place. Well, it's that's fine. why. You don't need to. It's, uh, it's falling apart. It's, uh, but not our problem as of, uh, in, uh, well, by the time you guys hear this, we're moving in on Saturday. So very excited. Very, very excited. I sent you pictures of the office. Yes. And the uh, start of the uh, game room ish thing. Mm-hmm. Family room in the basement where my massive TV is. And I'm so excited. Except now that I'm really I'm really scared because my son starts has got is going through a throwing phase. Uh, no, and, uh, there's nothing to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of scared, but. Oh, uh, uh, we'll f- f- see what happens, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but I'm very excited to go over there and on Saturday hopefully like I mean we'll have a lot of unpacking and stuff to do of the of like real stuff but mm-hmm. um, hopefully we'll be able to chill on Saturday and have a movie night on the TV with an, and I'll be able to like set up the lights on the on the TV and we'll figure it out I don't know I'm very excited uh. So we excited. may not have power block. No, we'll uh, just record a second episode this week. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a feeling we may have to. I'm not missing an episode. <laughs> so even if the information is out of date, people rely on our episodes. Ed. it was that one of the true. biggest feedbacks at the end of the year last year was people don't like it when we miss episodes. Oh, wow. So, you know, even Surprising. during like breaks and stuff. That's surprising. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not that. I hate. I hate it when the shows that I listen to miss episodes. So mm-hmm. I get. I get it from a listener perspective, and um, we're gonna try really hard not to do that this year, even if we have to record multiple episodes. I do want to say though, Ed, and we'll get into the housekeeping in a minute. Yes, when Pax rolls around. I don't know how episodes are going to work that week. So, you know, we're going to record a bunch of podcasts there, but they might just be generic. We're at PAX type podcasts and mm-hmm. they'll go up on the power block feed and the boss rush podcast feed. Like over the course of a couple of days, we'll just throw them up. And then every, I'm going to warn everybody now we will try to get episodes up the week after, but everybody is taking the week after packs off. Yeah. Uh, because we're going to be doing a lot of work there. So everybody has the week off, maybe even two, if people need it, uh, we'll, we'll find a way to get stuff out. But, uh, just want to give everybody a heads up the week of packs, the week after packs, the week of packs episodes are going to be kind of scattered. So, Yes, so I just want to warn everybody now. I um, I've just put my vacation time in Thursday for it. my. I mean, my store manager she knows, but I told her uh that you know I put everything in. Um, I think I put everything up until Sunday, Sunday or Monday, I did. But I'm just like I just need to find the time. Um, 
and I'll and I'm gonna text uh Stephanie tomorrow to be like, hey, when is our last day in the place? Uh, find out about that because I know we're uh, supposed to be having a meeting soon, but I just need to know the final piece and then uh get all of that other stuff together. And yeah, I think so. I think pack. I think we'll have to quote unquote check out Sunday morning. I'm assuming. Okay, that would be my guess. Yeah, it's so funny. I was just I was telling myself, I'm like, what if I when I booked my trip and had to go, what if me and Corey just both end up landing at the same time, getting off our planes and just walk, turn our head, like you turn your head to the left, I turn my head to the right, and we just like, bro, hell! <laughs> I, think, I think a couple of us are actually landing around the same time because we're trying to coordinate landing and flights and stuff mm-hmm. uh, so we can do like a group over thing you know like everybody goes over at the same time type thing yes so that is something that could be a possibility uh but we yeah. shall see uh, i'm super excited to meet you or uh, meet like the crew you know uh like i said you pat stephanie i met uh is there everybody else that i gotta meet I mean, I've, like, you're sorry. the uh, you're the only person I've met out of everybody, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I mean, we've been doing this iteration of Boss Rush for what two, three, four About years, years, four years, I, something. I don't know. Uh, and I've never met anybody. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so. Crazy. Uh, yes. Well, Corey, let's jump into some housekeeping because I'm very excited. Everybody, uh, Nintendo Pop Lock and the Boss Rush Network are headed to PAX East. You will be able to find us roaming the show floor. So if you're there, come say hi. We will be covering the event as part of the media, de- uh, demoing games, conducting interviews, and recording a podcast or two live for the event. So make sure you keep your eye on BossRush.net and our YouTube channel for that. PAX East is taking place in Boston March 21st to the 24th so get your badges now come say hi if you want to support Nintendo Power Black and the Boss Rush Network you can head on to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network where you can get our supplemental show expansion pass two weeks early and ad free and other perks like early access to other podcasts voting rights and more at the tier that's right for you Again, that's patreon.com slash boss rush network. Man. Pax so is close, cool. man. I can't, I can't dude, it's four weeks away. Oh, I'm 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 just I'm super excited. Uh I'll be following my taxes uh Monday. Uh, getting that all together. Um and I'm I'm just super Super excited, even though I am working like extra hours just to make sure that I have, you know, money and stuff ready to go. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not cheap to to go. Um, <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm more of course like a current course. I'm nervous about flying and 
only reason why I'm nervous about flying is I want to make sure that I get to the right flight, that I'm ready to go, that I don't, you know, feel overwhelmed and stuff. That be there early, like yes. hours early. We're gonna go, we're gonna be there two hours early. I'm I'm yeah. gonna be there two hours early. Um, yeah. I never understood the two hour early thing. Is it for a check in because of check in stuff? Um, check your, you know, checking your bags, making sure like you get your boarding passes. Security is usually a lot of the reason why people go early. Uh-huh. Um, you know, boarding s- starts about a half hour before your flight takes off. So, like, I don't know. We usually get there about two and a half hours early uh, okay. to check in. So, and whatever. F- airline you're taking download their app and like create an account on your phone because it makes it a lot easier yeah uh, we're uh we're gonna do that um like like i said i'm gonna work with my sister and we're gonna get all of that together and stuff uh-huh. um, yeah everything. So it's uh because uh rebooking a flight or finding a new f- new flight is uh not exactly the most fun thing to do <laughs> It'll be fine, though. Yes. You'll be fine. I believe in you. Sometimes. Uh, wow. So, Except for tonight when you uh, fell asleep. Uh, look. <laughs> you're, you're not going to let that go, are you? Nope. No, oh, wow. Permanent. No. Uh, but, everybody, it's time for Snatchando! Okay. So, I'm just going to flat out admit... Uh, I had some old fashioned grannies, peanut butter cookies, um, and pretty much just been eating ramen and sushi since I've been literally gone from work for work. Like I've been more around more Japanese and Asian cuisine than I have with Dunkin' Donuts and stuff like that. Um, wow. So pretty much just miso soup, sushi ramen and that's pretty much it wow 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 you know um i'm not gonna lie to you ed this whole like this weekend and last weekend uh i pretty much lived off of microwavable breakfast sandwiches and pizza rolls uh so that's pretty much all i've eaten uh, I also had two cookies before we got on, so I could have yes. sugar. Yes, I'm I, tired. My body hurts. <laughs> I, I I will say, um, Canada uh, Canada Dry has a cherry ginger flavor. Really, really good. It it just dropped uh, last week, um, yeah. and uh, I. I went to I went to go uh, get something to eat like late at night, like a sub sandwich at a gro- at my grocery store, and they had it there. They're the only ones that have it, so I snacked it up and I drank it. I'm like, ooh, this is really good, very very smooth. So um, I hope Canada Dry keeps that as a flavor. I, I think because it is cherry, it doesn't give me that hiccup spicy ginger taste to it. Um, it's just very easier to consume for me, um, for the can to dry. Um, but it's it's a really, really good flavor. I'm like, oh, okay, can dry, uh top tier. You guys on to something. Huh. Uh, 
And I know you probably, well, you've been going up, up and down the stairs. So you've been moving stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been doing, definitely been doing stuff, but like also, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, uh, it's weird. I'm just gonna, <laughs> it's been a, dude, it's been a weird, like couple weeks because we went to, vac- went on vacation. As soon as we got back from vacation, like work had a major event and then we've been moving the last two weekends and it's just been nonstop and you know trying to record podcasts and extra podcasts so we have stuff going out during packs because we don't you know want to miss anything and it's just it's been a it's been a weird (laughs) it's been a weird week uh and then at some point I guess uh, we'll have to do a another direct recap show because of the Pokemon Direct, yes. which is airing today at some point by the time this comes out. So we won't be covering that on this show. Uh, but what time is that at? Uh, I have not one idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I really don't care except like Gold and Silver were the, the, was like the last generation I was really into. So I'm interested to see what that if that teases for anything um wherever i say thinking it's gonna be a remake they're gonna show i mean that'd be awesome if it was a remake or i i'm so so i've heard three things i've heard a remake which i think is kind of unlikely um a let's go game which i Mm -hmm. think is very likely and then i've heard rumors of a legends game which would be really interesting I would yeah. love an, a Legends game set in gold, uh, gold and silver, as long as I can catch red and blue mm-hmm. Pokemon too. Right? Somebody, somebody was just like they hope if it is a remake that is black one and white one, or black one and two, white one and two. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not interested in anything past gold and silver. <laughs> if in this, I mean, in a real way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. in a Nintendo sense, sure. In a podcast sense sure i'll i'll be interested to see what they do with pokemon next but like from a fan perspective yeah i mean gold and silver were the last ones that i really truly cared about i think the only ones that need to be remake is black and black and silver i know the hawaiian ones uh too um but I think Although, they, I mean, um, they remade. They, I mean, I don't know. The I, first, besides red and blue, they haven't remade really. I mean, they've remade. They've remade them all. They've remade them all. They've remade red and blue for GBA. They remade gold and silver for DS. They remade gold and silver. Yes. Uh, diamond and pearl, ruby diamond and sapphire. Pearl. They've remade, so they've remade a lot of them. Diamond Pearl is Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I'm just I'm just speaking about the remakes. I don't remember the red and I don't remember red and blue being remade for Game Boy. Yeah, it was uh, well, it was uh, fire red and leaf green. So blue <laughs> was green because green was the color in Japan. In Japan. Why did I not re? I I did maybe because GBA. I didn't buy them. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember having them for GBA. Uh, the remake of Red and Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those were pretty. I I would love a full on Red and Blue remake at some point. Yeah, like a 3D kind of not 
necessarily open world, but just kind of like a the way that Legends presents itself, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of these things I'm seeing from a lot of Pokemon fan sites, of course, not that that means anything. Uh, it seems like a true. 3D remake of Gold and Silver is is seemingly what's being teased. Mm. I mean, these are all fan sites, so who knows? Dual Shockers, not that they're very reputable anymore, but uh, yeah, I'm just trying to... Yes, let's see. Games that have been remade. Okay, so the Let's Go games, technically they're counting as remakes of Yellow, I guess is what they're trying to say. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, Fire Red and Leaf Green, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which came to 3DS, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which were DS games. Yeah. Okay, so they've remade four generations technically. Okay. I I I guess Black and White would be the next ones, right? Would that be? Yeah. Black and White one and two, I guess, would be. Yeah, because they made se- direct sequels to those, right? Yes. And then that what was, was that for Black and White? Uh, it was the one they went to Hawaii. Oh, the uh, Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon, yeah. And then they made direct sequels to those too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then Sword and Shield, right? And then Scarlet and Violet. Those. That's that's the line. That's the lineage. Right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Man, we got there, everybody. We got there. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got on Pokemon talking about snacks, but Oh, because the Pokemon Direct. <laughs> oh, right. The predictions. Right. We won't we will not be covering the Pokemon Direct on this episode. So Yes. It'll either be on next week's episode or in some sort of direct recap show, but I would bank on next week's episode because it's Pokemon presents. So Yes. Well, Corey, it's time to talk about what we've been playing and playing with power. Ooh. Corey, what have you been playing with power? Uh, very besides little. Move, like besides moving. Yeah. Um, I've been playing my own version of Tetris and Pushmo and <laughs> Crashmo and, and Box Boy. And I'm just trying to think of moving pun games uh moving out yeah <laughs> overcooked moving out yep yep uh what have oh i uh so we did the uncharted drake's fortune book club this weekend uh it's up now for patrons it'll be up at the end of the month for free feeds uh well the end of march for free feeds um so i finished that and it's kind of crazy playing that game now uh, with all these kind of third-person action games, right? I mean, it when you look at it at the time, it feels so revolutionary and from a cinematic-type game perspective than yeah. anything else it was doing at that time, except for maybe something like Gears uh, was trying to do some of it. Uh, but, like, how revolutionary like the characters and the writing and the like their character interactions and and stuff like that felt but also how archaic it feels <laughs> <laughs> in terms of actually playing the game 
so I we fi- we finished that and it was it was fun. I'm we might play through the entire series for book club, uh, depending on if people vote for stuff or not. Uh, which you can do at the five dollar tier on Patreon. Yes. Right now there's a three way tie, uh, so we will probably end up choosing from one of those three titles. I am going to go out on a limb and say it will not be Persona Three Reload, everybody, because I know everybody kind of wants us to play that, but it is a three thousand hour video game, and I don't know why I put it on that. That, that is, uh, I have, uh, I haven't even picked it up. I'm like that is, and like a dragon. I'm just like these are just some games. I would for sale for these. Yeah, so uh, much. dude, I haven't even purchased any of the Nintendo games that came out yet. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I still need to get Mario versus Donkey Kong, but like I said, I'm waiting at the packs. Yeah. Yep. So, so I I've I've played that, and then I actually started Final Fantasy VII, uh, not Rebirth or Remake, but the original. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why I'm playing the original. is because I've never had any experience with Final Fantasy VII except for like a couple hours in like the early two thousands. Like my first final fantasy was nine. So I, I went nine, 10, eight all in a row. And then I tried to play seven and I was just a burnt out on RPGs at that point mm-hmm. because I played them all back to back to back. And then also, Final Fantasy VII feels really old compared to nine and ten, especially you know at that time. And uh, I was I I can't play this right now. And then I never went back. And so I've really been wanting to play Final Fantasy Seven uh, remake, but um. Let's see. I I really wanted to play remake, but I feel like I feel like the correct thing to do would be to play through the the original game original. first, just because I know there are things that are different and that will hit harder if you have context of the original. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing the Switch version, which I thought was the version that had like the quick play and fast, you know, speed up the speed up the time and mm-hmm. you know just had a story and it's not it's just a port of final fantasy 7 uh so i don't know if i'm going to restart on on xbox or something because of those quality of life changes and i just want to play through the story and see what happens because i really don't care about the rpg mechanics in this game uh i know for because I have it on Switch and I have I have it on Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox, and I think the difference between them is seeing there should be a turbo button that you hit. I think it's L or something that you hit it to make everything go faster. Oh, okay, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, then maybe um, I'm just uh, dumb, right? Because like, just... <laughs> yeah, because you you there's like no you can't skip anything. In mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII, you literally got to progress, uh, right. like a ration, like a regular forty-hour JRPG, right? So, uh, but that's that's all I've been playing, Ed. I've been, uh, I mean, once we get moved and settled and try to get 
plans set in for other things for mm-hmm. content stuff, then I will, you know, obviously have more to say about what I'm playing. But that's man, my time has been very limited these last few days and or weeks, really. And, uh, you know, there's so many games I need to finish. Right. I want to I need to finish Pikmin 4. I want to play Mario uh, versus Donkey Kong. I want to play some other games that I haven't gotten to. So uh, I'm trying to make a plan uh, mm-hmm. for uh, the you know, going into summer of what I'm playing and on what days and how I'm playing it. And are we going to start streaming or recording Let's Plays, stuff like that? Um, so that's where I'm at. What are you playing, Ed? Um, well, uh, I downloaded Hellblade, so and a sacrifice. Um, I'm getting, I'm going to be playing through that, uh, and getting ready for Hellblade 2. Uh, I downloaded the demos from the Nintendo Partnership Direct. So the only ones I haven't played for that is Unicorn Overlord. Uh, I haven't started that one yet. Um, but I did play uh pocket card jockey right on which i love i have a lot of fun with that um the demo um play pepper grinder demo uh which is fun it's it's a it's more of a platformer uh with it uh it's not the controls are not hard to get used to but it's just adjusting so you can learn how to control your character better uh i believe it's like I think they give you like five stages for the first world, and then that's where the demo is. Um, I, I finished um, uh, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, um, the first game in the uh, uh, Apollo Justice collection. So I'm on the second game now with on uh, Dual Destinies uh, with Phoenix Wright. So I'm playing that one. Uh, trying to get that one out the way, having fun with that. Um, but I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the Contra demo that I played on Switch because I've seen a lot of reports about it. Um, and I'm glad that it is a demo. Um, it definitely is a must buy for me for uh, Contra. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, well, the thing about it is that when you're you could see some of the ideas that they took from the first game um i know definitely on switch a lot of people have a problem with the frame rate a little some stuttering here and there um but you know i think after some patches it will be fine um also this is a demo (laughs) right to give you an idea because it's only the first stage and what they and what they did was they kind of merged some stuff from the regular NES Contra and put it into uh, this game um, as together. So, you know, like the first stage, um, the the first the first stage, the boss at the end of um, Contra One, or you know, just getting an idea of fighting like this wall, and then there's a waterfall. Uh, section for Contra 3 um, they kind of mix all of that into one uh, with it and I, I gotta say I had a lot of fun with this game and 
way for it did a fantastic job because it because i'm like oh this definitely feels as contra um there are some stuff that stuff i had to adjust i had to switch the um dash attack there's a dash ability um that you could do and it allows you to do double jump also in this game um i it it, it reminds me of having the controls of mega man in a sense, uh, Mega Man X, I should say, where I have to have uh, my Y button as shooting, my B button as jumping, and then uh, my ZR button as my dash. Um, because while playing it, they put the dash ability on X, that which is above B, and it just doesn't feel right on, on the way of doing it. So I had to switch it around. Um, but I I enjoyed this demo. Uh, the weapons are very effective, uh, in this one, and it's just it's really so much of playing it and learning the stuff by memorization. Um, with it, I'm not really worried about the graphics or the technical abilities. I know everybody gonna be like, or in digital finds are gonna be like, we'll play it somewhere else. Don't get it on Switch. Wait for a patch. I know all about that, but I'm like. Contra has never been about graphics. It's really never been about frame rate. It's always been about the action and paying attention of where you're at. And that's one thing you got to kind of think about, about it's just like where your character player is at versus where, versus where the boss is going to be at and stuff. Um, because a lot of everything is going on. So it's taking your focus away at some points in everything uh what i do love is that they give you an energy bar and once your energy bar uh uh is empty that's when you die and lose a life so um you, you have the options to add energy or um have it one hit kills we have that ability that's why i feel like i have a feeling um uh, xbox or playstation that would be uh some kind of trophy or achievement um for the game but yeah i i don't know how long this game is going to be but these levels are long because of the stuff that they're adding um i uh i haven't uh, I have it doesn't do anything else than after that. Um, it there says that you would get something special if you beat the demo, and it is one uh one level for the demo. Um, I don't know if it's a two player demo. Uh, that's the thing about it. Uh, and I don't know if it's there's going to be a two player online. Hopefully so. I know it comes out in well, March. It's four, it's four players. Well, you, th- that, there is that's a four the, player co op. Yeah, but that's for the arcade mode. The story mode only has two players yeah. for it. So I think if you do arcade mode, that's where you get the rest of all the other characters in the game. So it, it's very weird about that and everything. Um, I didn't know they was going to do that, uh, split it up that way. Um but if it is four player co op for arcade and you can play online, I'm definitely gonna be trying to find people to play online with. Mm-hmm. Um with it. Uh and like I said, it's a game for memorization and uh just having a good time with your buddies um with it. 
So um, I'm excited to see what WayForward does. They once again they captured the magic, they captured the spirit of what Contra is, and it is quite challenging. You know, it it really is quite challenging. So I am excited to see what this game holds. So um, nice. Yeah, we're uh, trying to get WayForward on to talk about Contra soon. So yes. I have to I have to email Chris back about that. Um, but I think uh, the week, maybe the week of like the 15th, we'll record with them. And maybe that'll be our pre-packs episode. Yes, uh, yes. So we're, we're trying, everybody. Trying. Trying to get them on uh, to talk about Contra. So we may have more to say in the coming weeks. If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash Network. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, Matthew Keel, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network. Love um love yes. this. Uh yeah, so really um I I know there is maybe some loading issues for Switch. Um I haven't download, downloaded uh, any demos and stuff on Series X. Um because I thought that uh I thought it was only for Switch, but I guess the demos available everywhere and stuff. I think there's some demos for a lot of games after the partnership direct that is now playable on other consoles and PC. So if there is, hopefully people give it a try. Um, like I said, don't I, if the technical stuff doesn't hinder you, hopefully you could go into the game and join it for what it is. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, well, Corey, it's time for Femi News. Take it away. All right. Well, Ed, um, before we get into family news, I have a breaking something, sort of. Hmm. Um, so somebody... <laughs> uh, I, I'm literally just reading this on, on Twitter right now. Uh, a Someone has posted a uh, some sort of hack for the 3DS uh that adds a virtual boy emulator. Yeah, I see that. And they're playing uh Red Viper. <laughs> or no, that's what the emulator is called. They're playing that weird not Star Fox game on there. Which was the only game I ever played on Virtual Boy. So this is so weird. Yeah, I see that today. Wow. I, I this is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Man, I wish Nintendo would put some Virtual Boy games on the. Uh... <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next console. <laughs> on the... Oh no! Hey, you could put you could drop the full library on there. It's only fourteen games. <laughs> true, uh, that is true. Only, only Nintendo console I don't own at the moment. Uh, yeah, man. I did have one at one point when I was w- younger like early 20s, but I sold it to pay rent that month. So, uh, you know, 
It's okay. It's okay, everybody. Uh, the forgotten Nintendo Nintendo attempt at uh, 3D and VR at the same time. Yes. Uh, all right, let's get into some real news, Ed. Um, so the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase happened um, <clears throat> on t- last, what, Wednesday, right? And so we did a full direct uh, recap show on this, right? We did a full direct recap show yes. on this, uh, but... That was weird. You just kind of like disappeared and came back. It's all good, though. It'll be fine. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're not going to talk about everything that was dropped during that. But I do I do kind of like at, now that we've kind of settled in and mm-hmm. have taken it all in and, you know, seen wh- how everything has kind of played out, you know, how we would kind of grade the direct. Um, I was a little bit, I don't want to say I was down on it because that definitely wasn't anything. It just, nothing surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest quote unquote surprise would be like the Monster Hunter Stories re-release and the Epic Mickey re-release. Uh, but every everything else we kind of either knew about or, you know, just wasn't surprising. Uh, uh- I think for me it was it, it to me it was surprising because we just didn't know what was coming for Nintendo definitely third party wise and I think uh, I think for me I think for me is just seeing what third party or what is going to be filling in games for Nintendo because we knew the Nintendo first party stuff, but we didn't know what else was coming. So, you know, we already got uh, some of the big games out, like Persona 3 Reloaded and Like a Dragon and stuff like that. Like, we got that stuff out the way. But what is the what are we doing after those games in February? What, what are we doing after Mario uh, versus Donkey Kong? Uh, what what was the lineup after Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown? Um, and Ticket Eight being out, like we got some of the big games for the first for January, February, kind of out the way, and we don't know what's for the future. Like we don't know any, we didn't know anything for March besides Princess Peach. Um, like that's that was that's the only big game that we knew of. So I think with figuring out what uh what is coming to like to Nintendo from our from other people, even Nintendo themselves, like we was kind of still stuck up in the air figuring out what 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 would be dropping, what we could look forward to. Um no, yes, we still got Luigi's Dark Moon. Uh, and Paper Mario dousing your door. We still got those two, but we don't know anything after that. You know, um, with Microsoft, and, and I'm I'm at a Microsoft, and I know we shouldn't. You know, they gave us grounded in this direct. Uh, they gave us Pentiment 
in this direction. Pentiment is out now, but you know, with all the hubbub that was coming about games from Microsoft hitting Switch, we got two of them, and so that added to the list of okay, there's going to be something on Switch for us to play. Um, and it's like after that, it was just like stuff that was up in the air. We knew that was going to get some ports and stuff, but we just didn't know what games were going to be ported to Switch. Yeah, and and so I think with this direct, you know, I I if you guys watched the direct recap, I gave it a B plus, and I still stand by it being a B plus because this was focusing on third parties and uh, partners bringing their games to the console. Yeah. You know. Mhm. Yeah. And, and and like I mentioned, you know, Nintendo don't have Nintendo itself doesn't have to go hard this year because of giving us 7 years of great first party games, some indies and other third party games. You know, we we got a we got a lot to choose from. It's still a lot of back back uh backlog stuff. So yeah, I I I stand by the B plus for this. Yeah, I mean, I would I would probably give it just a B, just because everything was like kind of exciting, but mm-hmm. also like I don't know it. Like I said, it was not anything unsurprising or or earth moving or you know it wasn't like when we saw doom, you know, doom for the first time or when the witcher was coming or, you know, anything like that. These are all, you know, very clearly, you know, I don't want to say easy ports, but like, you know, re-releases ports, you know, up updates to current games, smaller games. So, you know, I mean, I will definitely be, playing epic mickey when it comes out i will probably check out monster hunter stories but uh i i have also heard good things about uh penny's big what big breakaway is that what it's called big adventures uh, like that yeah let's see yeah so i will breakaway. i will definitely be playing uh penny's big breakaway yes okay yes, yes. i'll be checking that out uh but you know like i said if there's like three or four things in a direct for me i'm good right like Sure. Uh, I mean, I'll probably check out Contra just because it's Contra, right? Um, but, you know, I mean, in terms of like the Xbox games that are coming, which we didn't really touch on. I mean, we did a little bit, I guess. Uh, but like. I I can play those through Game Pass and I don't really care about Grounded and I, you know, honestly don't really care about Pentiment and that's nothing against the quality of those games. I just don't care. You know, those aren't my types of games, so. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I just, yeah, I just think that it, it was a great direct, um, and there's gonna be a lot of stuff people could choose from to, uh, play and look forward to on their console. We still got a lot of, um, stuff for 2024. And everything, and I think Nintendo themselves, I think they're waiting for uh, the summer to like really deliver a big Nintendo Direct where they're gonna have their own games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, even if we don't get a lot of games and stuff, and everybody's waiting for their next console, 
I I, I kind of figure I kind of have a feeling that Nintendo got stuff in the pipeline, but they're just ready to release it when it's time, when it's the show. Mm-hmm. And I think they're ready for summer to go uh, all big in because they want to make sure. That I I have a feeling that they want what they have for the summer. They want to have for the fall and the winter for this holiday, so that they could push that uh, those switch sale numbers and hopefully uh, surpass. Uh, the DS or PlayStation 2. Like, they're trying to get those numbers up. Yeah. I I mean, we kind of said over the next... You know, because, like, the Switch is going to sell past the second, uh, you know, mm. the next iterate, their next console, right? Sorry, my brain is just kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, maybe not as well, obviously, because people are going to go for the new console, the hardcore, but like, yes, I mean, if stuff is backwards compatible or cross gen for a while, or, you know, even the games that are out now, like you drop that switch light to either 145, 149.99 or 99.99. And you drop the current switch down to $200. Like that switch light is going to be flying off the shelves for $99. Oh yeah. I mean, it just is. So, uh, They'll definitely, I think they will definitely pass uh, PlayStation. Uh, so also the thing they could do too is, is just say like the next Switch is like a, you know, the next iteration of Switch. It's just a new Nintendo Switch, right? I mean, they could totally just say that and then <laughs> the numbers would stay the same. That would be kind of, I don't know. I would be kind of, that'd be real shady, but in terms of like numbers sold, but like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, Switch Pro, if they call it that. I would rather them just have a next-gen console. I mean, I don't care if they call it like a Switch 2 or the Switch or whatever, but like you have to count those numbers separately, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think they're going to have a new name for their next console, Um, but I think the OLED is like their final version of the Switch before they give give us the new console. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of and you kind of got to give it to Nintendo with not just the Switch itself but with this OLED system cuz I cuz like Steam uh the PlayStation Portal um like all of these handhelds and and everything coming up with like with PC technology and so on, that resulted from the success of the Switch from Nintendo, mm-hmm. that's the success of Nintendo themselves, and so if it really feels like that tradition is continuing uh, with them, whether it's innovative or something that they were able to get able to make it work, um, it it we wouldn't have the handheld console stuff without the Nintendo Switch and OLED mm-hmm. and Lite and the games that came and stuff like we wouldn't we a lot of companies still wouldn't be in business or started a business because of nintendo so i I think a lot of people who be like well the game doesn't run on nintendo and i'm great with my steam deck and all of this awesome that's cool you know but you still gotta recognize man if nintendo did not do this who what would we be playing on and how would gaming look and stuff. 
yeah well we'll see uh we'll see uh i'm i'm very excited for the next console i'm ready i've been uh i don't know i'm just i'm ready and i'm not ready at the same time i guess is the (laughs) i still feel like the switch is like relatively new (laughs) uh even though it's nintendo's longest uh generation but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm excited to see what's next uh and we'll talk about that more in a little bit um yes there isn't really any other news i did i mean we kind of already talked about the pokemon presents and our terrible predictions uh (laughs) you know but i i don't know there's just not a lot of news right now we're in a we're in a bad news cycle and we already did the direct recap show and I don't know. We're kind of double dipping here, but I do want to. Uh, we should talk about some switch rumors, uh, unless you want to talk about the Pokemon presents its potential. Uh, I I kind of don't want to because it'll be outdated for most people by the time they listen yeah. to this. I think I think we talked about it already when in earlier part yeah. of this episode. So I think we could do switch two rumors. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, Ed, let's let's uh, read this rumor from um, reported by the Independent, which is uh, the UK's major kind of like their New York Times or Washington Post. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. The popular Nintendo Switch shows no sign of waning. Uh, Let's see. Despite it being seven years old, practically elderly in the world of video games. uh, Let's see. Nintendo Switch 2 release date rumors. When could the console launch? So the first thing here, I'm not going to read this whole thing because there's there's literally eight paragraphs to say that it's going to maybe launch by uh, Q1 2025, right? The first, mm-hmm. you know, we... That's what I heard like two years ago was Nintendo was aiming for 2025. The console was eight years old. They want this console to have an, a 10-year life cycle, right? Yes. It'll be 10, like a year and a half into this next console. It'll be about 10 years old, and they'll start, you know, discontinuing their production on the Switch. Uh, yes. You and I have both said on this episode that the Switch will continue to sell after the next console comes out. Mm-hmm. Um. Some rumors were leading that this release date was 2024 Q4, you know, Q3, Q4, 2024, probably like September ish for the holiday. Um, I didn't believe that rumor when I heard it. I didn't believe it when they, everybody else changed their mind to like, oh, I guess it is Q1. Nintendo delayed their console, even though Nintendo has yet to even acknowledge this thing's existence. Uh, so. But I mean, these reports are coming from third party developers who said they were planning to launch titles for Switch this fall and they've delayed them to Q1 uh, because the console got delayed, including something I think like Hi-Fi Rush and see if these were both supposed to come to Nintendo's next console this fall and they're being pushed. Uh, So first of all, I want it noted, Ed, said this, I've said this, for like a year and a half that the Switch 2 will come out in Q1 2025. 
They've obviously found their sweet spot in March, especially if this is going to be a hybrid slash handheld console primarily, right? Mm -hmm. That's when all of their handhelds come out is March, April. The Switch came out in March and saw a huge success. It's Nintendo. It doesn't matter when their console comes out, right? They're going to sell. Also, Nintendo wants to have... Supposedly, they want to ship something like 10 million units in the first quarter that this console is out. Which is a weird stat um, because I don't even know if it's going to sell that many units in the first year it's out. Uh, I mean, it could very well, very much could, but um, I don't know. That's just kind of like a weird thing that I saw. Uh, But how do you feel about this release date, Ed? So I think if I think 2025 is a believable uh, year. Q1, that's very iffy, depending on how Nintendo plays it. And if we see a slow shipment of Switches go to stores, um, that would be ideal. Uh, But if they want to hear, you know, March again, uh, as you know, the right time to release their next console. Um, it, it's a it's a possibility, um, because they won't have no choice but to do March, or sometime later on in the year. Uh, I, so I I think if they decide to do it in twenty twenty five possibility they would do it at the Q1. Definitely that's where like they the new business uh quarterly starts and stuff. So if they could get if this starts off strong, this would be a good business deal uh for Nintendo themselves. Um definitely I think a lot of companies will be on it. A lot of Japanese companies will be on it and Microsoft will be on it. So I think that's when we'll see that next Call of Duty uh, game. Um, I don't think we'll see Call of Duty on Switch or anything, but I think they're waiting for their next console to drop um, from mm-hmm. Microsoft. Uh, and that would be a good thing for uh, a launch game for Nintendo. Uh, you know, having that latest edition of Call of Duty, definitely if there's been patches, if there's been DLC, uh, whatever, like that would be good to go. Uh, Fortnite probably be ready. Apex will probably be let ready. Well, that's that's the other thing too. Is like if it, this thing is supposedly backwards compatible, so even like even if they don't have a lot of like third party quote unquote games ready, yeah, your library is still going to be there, and the popular games are still going to be there. You'll yes. just have to wait for them to patch the n- new versions, right? So, yeah, I think I'm and I hate to say this I don't think EA is going to give us much besides ports and I think I really feel like the only game we only two games that is a possibility that we'll definitely get is going to be a FIFA game and I think we'll get the Mass Effect collection a legacy collection I don't think we're going to really get anything from I don't think we're going to get anything from Respawn. Uh, 
we might get Mass Effect Andromeda on there. Uh, I, I know we're not going to get no Battlefield. Like, I, I think the sad part about all of this is that it can that system can have power to run EA's latest games or Insta, and I still think that EA won't support the system. Uh, Sega won't support it with the Yakuza games. Like, I think there's just going to still be that um, that idea that their stuff and their games do not do well on a Nintendo platform and stuff. So I think that's going to continue uh, with it, which is going to suck uh, because of the numbers are going to be there. And I, I, I kind of feel like, I, I kind of feel like, if Nintendo was able to get a Kojima game just on their system, just something even even if it's smaller or anything, we just got four what, of them. <laughs> what Kojima games did we get on Switch? The Metal, Metal Gear, Gear games, <laughs> Volume One. I, I, I'm talking about something brand new from Kojima. I, I'm just, of, I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, but I think if. If Kojima would like put a small game on Switch, I think that would catch the eye of a lot of people, of a lot of companies to be like, oh, they really went out and got some heavy hitters and stuff. Um, maybe Ken Levine will finally put a game on Nintendo because uh, what game was supposed to be on the Wii U that never came? Was it Bioshock? It might have been Bioshock. I, I think, uh, but I, I I really think that they're gonna have they're gonna have better support and continue support. I should say, um, but I'm just I just have that feeling that man EA is gonna continue to miss out. You know, like I like I written about it. I'm just like just in your partnership. EA because I I feel like you're not going to give it your all where Square Enix and THQ and Bandai Neko and you know at a time Bethesda and Zenimax and stuff like people who who did take a chance on it seeing good results come from those Switch games uh, I I really feel like they're going to continue to be support there for them um on that platform and then others will just miss out uh so yeah yeah i uh i don't know like i i i don't really care because you can play those games other places and usually anybody that has a switch has another console for the most part right and they're not really missing out if they can't right i mean we're still missing out on you know, Final Fantasy seven, which is the biggest game to come out in a long time. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, which the rumor is that remake and an update to crisis core are both going to launch with the next console, which would be really cool to see a re uh, remake launch with the next console. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I have, uh, I have more stuff here and then we'll get to the rest of our show here. Uh, so the other rumor here that I, I want to talk about today is uh, the specs um, of this console. Just real quick. Uh, 
So rumors about the Nintendo Switch 2 specs and features are gathering speed, and here's what we've seen so far. Uh, so we know developers are in possession of 4K Nintendo dev kits. Uh, we know that. Uh, so this console probably in docked mode will be for in for some sort of 4k mm-hmm. or 1440p kind of you know nvidia's custom chips will have nvidia's powerful upresing ai stuff and fr- like if frames get dropped uh nvidia is doing some real interesting things in frame ai which is like yeah. if it reads that the game is dropping frames frames it will try to add them in for you uh, which is interesting. I don't know how well it works. Uh, people who play on PC will probably know better than I do, uh, especially if you run an NVIDIA machine. Uh, but that tech is pretty impressive. Uh, also, we know that NVIDIA is manufacturing the next console's chips because... Uh, where is it? Let's see. The... Uh, I just had it. Is it? Where is it? It's another custom-made chip, right? It is, but there, there's a specific, there's a specific thing I wanted to read, and I cannot find it. I'm sorry, I had it, and now I can't find it. Um, okay, here it is. Uh, the tinfoil hatter in, in us questions whether Nintendo wanted to. Uh, quell the rumors so it wouldn't impact the sales of the Switch OLED, but that's just conjecture on our part. The Nintendo Switch currently uses NVIDIA's now very old Tegra X1 chip, which features blah, 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 blah. Um, so the rumors so far suggest Nintendo will be sticking with NVIDIA. It's confirmed. I know this. Uh, for Nintendo Switch 2, despite stiff competitions from AMD, who is powering uh, AMD makes the chips for Steam Deck, uh, for those who don't know. So uh, AMD has made a lot of things for Nintendo in the past, Mm -hmm. uh, including the Wii U. uh, And this is the first time Nintendo has been off of AMD since, I guess, the N64, although I don't know the ins and outs of how that console was made. But there, I mean, on the GameCube box, there's an AMD logo, so... That was pretty well known at the time too. Uh, it's it's so weird. Before you go, Corey, that out of all the just out of all the consoles, it's been IBM, Nvidia, and AMD making. Uh, and, and I think Panasonic also uh, did Panasonic do something. I think so. They made their uh, the GameCube uh, disc <laughs> game uh, yeah. DVD player or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so it's been those four, and I'm not even talking about like the three duo and turbo graphics and all of that. It's just amazing that from a first party stance that these companies have worked with these PC manufacturers um, to make their chips um, for uh, their systems. It's very interesting to see. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it is. I think uh I think in my opinion, I think Nintendo allegedly has made the right choice with Nvidia. Um So there was a big 
NVIDIA data leak in March 2022, which we mm-hmm. covered then at the time. Uh, data miners found files re- referencing NVN2. Uh, so for those who don't know, NVN is uh, the API that developers use for uh, Nintendo Switch's uh graphics that's uh that's how they access you know nintendo's graphical capabilities uh at the time nvn2 hinted at a second generation of uh the switch at the time so uh there's also references to t234 and t239 um which are the uh, CPU components for Nintendo's next console. The 234 was rumored to be part of the Switch Pro, which, you know, was, you know, ended up being the OLED model, right? And mm-hmm. it didn't change any of the insides. But the 239 seems to be the updated version of that. Um, it's using ARM architecture, uh, which ARM, for those who don't know, is uh, pretty big in the technology space. Uh, and so that's kind of what we're seeing here. Um, in September 2022, an NVIDIA employee expanded on the idea that the Nintendo Switch would make use uh, of a new NVIDIA Tegra chip, specifically the Tegra T239, uh, a previously unconfirmed uh, circuit that older rumors suggested the Switch 2 would be. So that is a... Uh, I mean, that's information from 2022. The Tiger 239, I think, has been announced since then. Uh, it's used in mostly, I think, mobile phones at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that makes sense because the Tegra uh, X1, which the Switch uses, was also a mobile chip. Uh, so that seems to be where we're sitting, Ed, in terms of the tech inside of this thing. I'm trying to see if there's anything else worth mentioning here. Uh, I would love for Digital Foundry to build with the spec because I think they did that for Switch they, also. They they build they usually do it when they find the specs of the consoles. They usually try to spec out a gaming PC that roughly uses those specs and yeah and use and try to use a game that runs on everything uh, to you know see what yeah. it can do. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a couple more things here. Um, let's see. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick out what's useful and what's not. Obviously we know that it seems to, uh, be using a, an eight inch LCD screen instead of a seven inch OLED screen, which is what the current switch uses now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, a lot of technical aspect factors like, uh, could it produce 120 Hertz if they're going for higher frame rates and actually making a, uh, device that's comparable to a PlayStation four pro and a steam deck, uh, tech wise, right? Like that seems, 
that seems like the route that they're going is this device is going to use an LCD screen to keep the cost down, especially if yeah. you're going for higher frame rates and uh, a 1080p screen instead of a 720p screen, which, you know, I don't really care if it's 1080p in handheld mode, right? I mean, that's just, I don't care. But it seems that that's where we're headed. Uh, it could also uh, feature 12 gigs of RAM, uh, which uh, is somewhere between the current. Uh, I think I think the PlayStation 4 Pro has 16 gigs, so it'd be a little. You know, memory would be a little less powerful, but it's like yeah. eight times as much as the or something what is it like i don't know it's it's a lot more than the current switch has now and so uh we'll see there but that's that's kind of where we're at on these rumors uh i figured we'd spend a little bit more time on this since there wasn't a lot of news well it's it's gonna be interesting with these specs because now it's gonna be like, who is this benefiting? Is this benefiting Nintendo with their first party, or is this going to help more third party and ports and stuff come to their I, systems? And I, I think, think it's, it's the later than it's, yeah. than it is the first. Yeah, I think it's. I think Nintendo is trying to court third parties more than ever, mm-hmm. uh, which you know we never really. Nintendo hasn't really done that since the GameCube. And I think I think that they see the success of third parties and not necessarily major, major third parties. Right? Yeah. But like we're talking about indie games or smaller games from companies like I don't Team 17 and Annapurna and Kepler yeah. and, you know, these these smaller kind of way forward. Uh, but also like Square Enix has produced a lot of games for the Switch. Yeah. And I think I think Nintendo looks at something, you know, they're again, they'll never admit it because they're Nintendo. But I think they look at Final Fantasy Seven remake and they're like, we can't miss out on this again. Right. We can't miss out on this again. Not not so much (laughs) as not so much as miss out, but much as Square, you've seen the success on our console. So you know if we're yeah. gonna continue to have this business going and you want to continue to see that success, we need to make sure that we have the power to run your games. And hopefully you make the decisions to put those games on our console. Because regardless of of I, I know people love Final Fantasy Seven. I always go back to Octopath Traveler and Octopath Traveler 2 and all of those stuff. But those smaller games that was on Switch was putting in money for Square Enix. Yeah, even, I'm not even, I'm not dismissing that, and I hope they continue to do that. But also, Square has also come out and said they're going to kind of not do as many smaller games and, you know, take bigger... Uh, invest in bigger games and hopefully they'll make more money off of these bigger games. And so I think Nintendo sees that kind of announcement that they've made and they're like, well, these smaller games have done a a lot for us. And if you're going to stop making them, we need to figure out a way to get your bigger games onto our console. The company who made Octopath got brought out 
uh, uh, by another one, by another third party company. So Octopath and, and all of those smaller games won't be hitting Switch, even though they're making uh, another game um, and stuff. Uh, I, I just think that definitely for the Japanese market, it's going to be very interesting to see. I think Nintendo is not trying to still hit the American market. They're trying to hit every market um, with their next console, I, I believe. Um, because I, there's just something about Nintendo at this point um, that their business plan is working. Mm-hmm. And with that being the case, they're hoping that that business plan could still continue, evolve a little bit, and still keep good business going um, for it. Because, as, you know, Square Enix is a part of that business plan, but it's like a lot of other companies are. Bandai Neko, Platinum Games, Capcom, Konami. Like, their Eastern, their Eastern developers and publishers are still going to be top priority for their business. And everybody else is going to fall on the wayside. But on the wayside, if they get that support and we as players are supporting by buying these games... That's going to make the system in the business really very attractive in their thing. And hopefully that keeps companies and and developers afloat that these layoffs and stuff won't be happening. You know, if they release a game for every other platform, you know, and it doesn't do well, but some game that they release for Nintendo's platform that's exclusive is doing a million or two. Hopefully, we don't see that following week this company laid off 45% of their staff. Like, we're hoping not to see that. And if Nintendo, Nintendo may be the only company that can prevent that with games. So, if their next console could lead up and help do, provide that, yeah. Folks are going to be going all in for that, uh-huh. and uh, and if you and if you're a company who who don't believe that your stuff could be successful on Nintendo's console, if, N- if Nintendo and other third party is proving the case that you can be on the, their console, get it on there. Get literally get it on there because I know developers going to be like, maybe we have a chance of surviving if we get this game out on Nintendo. You know, if we can, if, even if we could get this game in a Nintendo Direct, there's a possibility that we get a lot of good sales for this game to keep us afloat and not let our employees go. Yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, I guess we'll guess we'll find out in March what's coming. I think, uh, man, that a new two D a new three D Mario game launching alongside, I mean, not Final Fantasy Rebirth, but mm. just remake and then a killer multiplayer game. Like, I still I still think you would launch like if you're gonna launch with a multiplayer racing game, it's gonna it should be F Zero just to get people excited. And, right? and I actually put a question out on Twitter about this that you know Nintendo getting into a real engine and I have that may be the game that will run on Unreal Engine. And I think it's like 
Well, Final Fantasy it, VII does run on Unreal. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about Nintendo themselves, first party. Uh, like, if, if if they could get F-Zero running on Unreal Engine, maybe four, and it's Nintendo, and it looks breathtaking on the next console, that mug running at 14, just even if it was running on 1440p dot, that's going to be insane. That's going to do numbers. Because I, I kind of feel like Nintendo may be bringing Unreal Engine into some of their smaller, smaller, somewhat successful or less successful games. Where, where they're still using their own engine for like Mario and Zelda and stuff like that. You know, if, if Nintendo could find that balance, heck yeah. You know, if they could, if they could make Unreal Engine do stuff that even Epic didn't know that that thing could do, and other designers could do, people are going to pay attention. Digital Foundry is going to have a field day. There's there's going to be creators be wondering like, how the heck did Nintendo take this engine and do this on this console? That's going to be. Oh, F Zero is going to get broken down like crazy if that thing, the Mario Kart, a Diddy Kong Racing, whatever. If Nintendo is touching it, it's going to make you question on how did you guys do this on this platform? Yeah, we already we already know that Pikmin Three looking a Pikmin Three was something done on four K. Oh shoot. Dude, that would be insane on on their next console. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We will see. You'll finally, uh, you'll finally get your Zelda Horizon. Oh goodness, I would not. I literally would not be prepared for that. If they do a new Zelda and it's four K and it looks drop dead gorgeous. I think no, it's, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be the first season of Power Block or our first episode of Power Block where that's all we talk about for the next four to five episodes. <laughs> I wish, I wish. Uh, all right, Ed. Let's let's uh, let's move into Pack Watch here. Um, yes. Only a couple games coming out this week of note. Uh, Star Wars Dark Forces Remaster comes out on the uh, on. February 28th, uh, the Evil Empire is currently uh, creating a doomsday army behind the Veil of Secrecy. However, they are no match for the Rebel Alliance Covert Operations Division. Your mission is to infiltrate the Empire and put an end to their plans for terror and domination. Uh, And then on March 1st, which is Friday already. Oh my gosh, March is already here. Uh, Euphoria, the Saga 2. Explore the unique and wacky world of Sunsoft's Euphoria in this exploration-based side-scrolling game. The levels uh, terrain change each time you play with new secrets to explore. Be charmed, comforted, and tickled by the fluffy uh, felt-like remake of the strange but cute world of Euphoria. Oh, man. All right. That's, uh, that's it. That's all I got. I forgot to ask for questions today, but I was moving, so I didn't. I asked for questions uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, uh, just you know, and more people liked it 
but they didn't send in any questions. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, rip. Rip. So. All right. Well, I guess that's it then. I guess uh, that's the end of the end of the podcast. It's a short one this week. Short yes. one. Yes. I mean, when there's no news <laughs> and uh, we have to fill time with a, with a rumor mill. Uh, also, I think it's okay because we're both exhausted, but it's fine. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, everybody, that's going to be it for Nintendo Pop Block. Hope you guys had a great week, had a great weekend, that you got a lot of games playing. Like I said, the Boss Rush crew is getting ready for PAX. Uh, we're going to be doing interviews, uh, playing games, uh, podcasting, uh, probably meeting other podcasters that are, that are going, um, you know, when we taking pics so probably check our instagrams um our our twitters uh blue sky whatever like we're going we're going there for work uh but we are all excited that we're all doing this as a network as a crew um and everything and you know me and Corey, we're going to be on the nintendo stuff um Trying to try to get in their booth, play their games, see any games that's coming to Nintendo. Um and yeah, it's just like literally have fun, but really, you know, and, and also connect and network with others. Uh but like really we're gonna be in the building, like literally in the building of Hex. <laughs> so uh do be ready for that in the coming weeks. I'm super excited. Uh, we cannot wait for you guys to hear our discussions, um, see our coverage. So um when that time hits, keep up with bossrush.com, uh bossrush.net, um, and follow our journeys about Pax East. Uh, with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Power Block. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Goodbye. If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash Network. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, Matthew Keel, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network.